Amen. We're talking about the God challenge. The God challenge. We believe that God's challenged us. And the word challenge simply means a, a call to engage. I believe that God's called all of his children to engage in God life. Isn't it crazy, though, we can be connected to God, yet separated from God life? I know all kinds of people who have prayed the sinner's prayer. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that you're going to be saved. Well, you, you can be saved. You can, you, can, you can spend eternity in heaven, but why would you want to spend, you know, prior to eternity, why would you want to live it going through hell? You know, why, why, why do so many people want to wait till they're dead before they turn on eternal life? We have this mindset, this picture that, that someday when we die, we're, we're going to go to a better place. I think that right here and now, we ought to make this a better place. And that we have the right and the ability, the anointing, the empowerment of God to bring heaven to earth. That you and I can live life as God has it. Zoe life, Z-O-E. Remember John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. Zoe life. Zoe life. God life. Life as God has it. You and I should be living a life of such insane victory that we demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis, that we have a lifestyle that's an absolute humiliation to hell. Instead of running scared from a defeated enemy, we have an enemy who's becoming more and more aware that we are acknowledging who we are in Christ, and that enemy is running from us. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You know, we've talked about this, and you might have to go back a couple weeks and get tapes, but to submit, it means to yield to the opinion or directive of another. A lot of times we think we're in submission when we're in agreement. But submission doesn't start until you disagree. See, some of us really struggle here because we, we don't want to do anything we don't want to do. Just making sure you're still here. Uh, we, we have a line that we, that we get to, but we don't cross it, right? Cause, well, because I think that's stupid, or I think that's crazy, or I, what, what I think. And we, we not only do that with each other. We not only do that on the job. We, only, we not only do that in our home. We not only do that in a church service. We do it in our relationship with God. I got to tell you that there are some things in that book that I don't agree with. You know, in, in the Bible, there are things that are written there that I don't agree with. I know that you're, you would sit here and say, well, I agree with all of it, but you're a liar, and we'll have an altar call for you later. Because <laughs> if you were in agreement with it, you'd be doing it, and we're not doing all of it. But here's the deal, is that if we can understand that if we would begin to submit to God, I don't understand it, and, and that's not how I see things, and, and I don't feel the same way about that God as you do, but I'm going to submit. Submission starts when I cross the line of agreement. Now I'm in submission, and the Bible says that there is a power that will cause hell to run from you when you step out of agreement and into submission. When you begin to do what God's told you to do, what his word tells you to do, when you do it, even though you don't want to, but I will submit to God, and that is how I take a strong stand against the enemy. And when the enemy sees that strong stand that's been taken against him, he flees. 
See, we're talking about a God challenge in four, you know, and, and, and you know, in just really practical terms, four very simple things. It, you know, in my world, it just, just seems like, wow, God, that's it? That's what you want? But, you know, we, he, he spoke to us, let's, let's just be in church. Let, let's be church attenders. You know, two organizations that are instituted by God, one of them's marriage and the other's the church. So God cares about the church, so I guess we should too. And so, you know, we're just going to be in church. We're going we're gonna to tithe. I don't agree with that. Well, then I guess you'll be in submission. You know, why are we going to do it? Because the Bible tells us to. We're going to pray. We're going to pray every day. Effective prayer, taking God's word into God's presence, getting to agreement with God on that word. We're going to be in the word every day. We're going we're gonna to open this book and we're going to get Bible inside of us so that we've got a, a, a reason to stand next to our field expecting a crop right? Four things. And you know what? You, you may not agree with them, but I believe that we need to, as a body, we need to submit and we just need to see what happens. Cause I believe that after about 90 days, it, it probably won't even take that long that there's areas in our lives that are going to be radically changed by the power of God because the enemy's going to flee. So the enemy's going to flee. But a lot of us, you know, what we do is we stretch. Remember the rubber bands from last week? We, we stretch to a certain spot and then, you know, we just begin to relax again, and it pulls us right back. And God's trying to get us to not a new level, a new lifestyle, a lifestyle of real commitment to God. He's trying to move us from being connected to him, from being connected to the church, from being connected to each other, to being committed to him, committed to one another, committed to the house. We, we, we're living a committed lifestyle because you know what the reality is is that the Bible tells us to commit thy ways unto the Lord. You know, we're supposed to be committed. There's a lot of people, again, who, who know God. They're connected to God, but they, they're disconnected from God life. I believe that when you make the commitment, you cross over into a brand new life that God has for you. But you got to be willing to get bigger. You got to be willing to stretch. You got to be willing to get past everything that's ever held you back before. And, you know, uh, uh, and when that band snaps, you can feel it, but it ain't going to kill you. Hello, somebody. I said, look at your neighbor and say, you're not going to die. Some of us act like standing up and holding our Bible in there is going to kill us. If, if, you, if, you, if that's your stretch... <laughs> Good luck. There, there's a, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of belief systems that we possess that don't line up with the Word of God. And you know where we learned them? Church. Been in church my whole life. And it was a real shocker to me, you know, as I began to learn that a lot of stuff that they taught me in church wasn't Bible. Now, it wasn't evil. It just didn't matter. Oh, it mattered to them. You know, it was denominational likes and dislikes, right? And, and, and again, hear what I'm saying. It's not that it was bad. It's just they taught it like it was Bible. Like if you didn't do what they wanted you to do, you're going to hell. So you end up doing all kinds of stuff and focusing on all kinds of things. But when you start reading the Bible, you find out that's not even in here. I remember one time as a kid that they passed Kentucky Fried Chicken Buckets down the aisles and they had everybody spit their chewing gum in there because if you chewed gum in church, that was a sin. And by the looks of some of you guys, we better have an altar call. 
You find out that that's not really Bible. That's just denominational, you know, bent, right? That's it. They just bent that way. They like that. And they have the right. You know, you have your right. So when you join a bowling league, they expect you to wear their shirt, right? They, they, you have special shoes. You've, you've got your, your ball bag. And if you're any good at all, you've got a double ball bag. And you got your towel, and it's got your initials embroidered on it. And you, you got that thing that you slip your hand in and holds it like that. That's to hold Pepsis, just right on there. You still throw gutters, but as long as you pay the dues, you're part of the league. But in Christ, we just got to get back to the Word of God. We got to get bigger than that. We, we can't allow the sideshow distraction of the, of the little things that are going on in our world distract us from the big picture that God's called and created us for. See, I believe that God has a big plan for his people. I don't believe that we're the only church. I just believe God has a purpose for this church, that we are to find people who are far from God and walk them to a place where they're close to God, that we are to equip them to live a life of insane victory with and for God so that they can demonstrate Satan's defeat and, and humiliate hell. That's what I believe we've been called to do. And in order to bring in the end-time harvest that God's been speaking to us about, we've got to move from being connected to being committed. We've got to get bigger. Somebody say amen. Look at Isaiah 54, verse 1 through 4. We'll read these in the King James Bible first. We'll put them on the screen for you. Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. Thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. You'll forget the shame of thy youth, and you won't remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. In the Message Bible, it, it says in verse 2, look at verse 2 in the Message Bible. It says, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You know, check it out, man. Clear lots of ground. We talked about it. There's some things in our life that we got to get cleared out. Right? You got you to move that. You, you know, the, there's some sagebrush growing in there. You just got to rip it up and get rid of it so that you can go to work on the ground. You got to make your tent large. In, enlarge the place of thy habitation. You got to get bigger. Why? Because God needs us to increase our capacity. The issue is not does heaven have what we need. The issue is are you big enough to contain it? Remember the wineskins that you don't pour new wine into old wineskins. Why? Because it'll break the wineskin, ruin both the skin and the wine. God's not into waste. His glory is not going to be poured out just so that you and I can have some Holy Ghost goosebumps and wave a white hanky and then go back out here and not be changed by the power of God. We got to get bigger than that. I said we got to get bigger than that. There are, there are things in your life, and you might be in a place right now where it's time to break out of that and to literally get free, get, get, get translated into a new life. God wants to do something new. How many of you are ready for something new? I'm ready for something new. Yeah, really? Uh, you got to be sure you're ready. You got to be big. You got to think big. You got to, you know, spare not. Don't, don't be holding back on God. You got to be ready to go for this new thing that God has for us, that he has for you. Amen. 
You got to look at your neighbor and say, it's time for you to get bigger. Some of that petty stuff. You know, we get, we get all messed up with, with our past and with the mistakes we've done. And, 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 oh, well, you don't know the sins that I've committed. And I just say, thank you, Jesus. I, I don't even want to know. People call me up and say, I need to ask you for forgiveness. And I say, done. And they say, don't you want to know? And I say, no. Because <laughs> if I knew, it might be a lot more difficult to say done. Okay? Okay, we're good. Let's just go on. Let's just keep moving forward. You know, you got an enemy that's trying to pull you back. You got a God that's trying to pull you ahead. You're constantly being reminded of the stupid stuff you've done. You, you got to look at the great thing that Christ did. I know, I know on the inside, and a lot of us don't want it to admit it, but we really think we're pretty special. To think that what we've done would have more weight than what Christ did. I mean, you got to think pretty highly of yourself to think that your sin is bigger than the price he paid. Because when you look at the past, what you should see is what Christ did. He covered your past. He, he took care of that. That's done. Now i got to move into the future that God has created me for. And I can't be allowing the enemy to contain me and to make me smaller. i got to get bigger. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and Amplified. It says, if any person... If any person be in Christ, if any person be in Christ, he's new altogether. If anybody, listen to this, if anybody's in Christ, he's new altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual conditions pass away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. If the fresh and new has come, how come you're dealing with the old stale issues? If anybody, if anybody's in Christ, it should be fresh and new. I said it should be fresh and new. You, you got you to gotta get something on the inside of you that refuses to settle for old and stale when fresh and new has been made available for you. Well, if God wants me to have it, I guess he'll come down and produce it. That's stupid mentality. He's opened the door. We got to go get it. I said we got to go get it. We got to quit being satisfied. See, we stretch to a certain spot, and then we come back in because we got that comfort area that we love to hang out in. We, we, we don't want, we don't want to, we don't, well, snap. I don't want to go there. You, you got to get bigger. You got to believe bigger. You know what happens when you take God's seed and you sow it in your heart? According to Romans 10, 17, it begins to produce faith. Faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And it begins to produce faith. And that faith that's now being produced by the word of God begins to change your vision, the way you see it. See, you, you, you used to look at a problem and, and, and what you saw was that you, there was no hope, but now God's word begins to produce faith in you. And now you're looking at the problem and you b begin to believe that, oh, there is hope. And that begins to change your mindset and your mind becomes renewed by the vision that God's word is producing. And all of a sudden, I believe I could get something new. See, the reason that so many of us live in the past so much is because all we have in our field are seed that point us towards the past. We need seed that, that calls us to the future. We, 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 need to, we need to break forth into something brand new, right? Sing, O Baron. Sing. That word, sing. Look it up. Go home and, and get, you know, go to BibleGateway.com or no, you're going to have to go to BlueLetterBible.org to, to check the meaning of the word. The, the word sing literally means overcome. 
Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to overcome. Why would God tell us it's time to overcome? Because we've got some stuff to come over. Right? I said we've got some stuff to get over. We've we got to get out into this new thing, right? We've we got to press on. We've we got to get beyond some stuff. Break forth in a singing. That, that's a birthing term. That's a birthing term. Break, break forth in a singing. It goes on in verse 4. Remember, break, you're going to break forth on the right hand. You're going to break forth on the left. In other words, there's a bunch of stuff that's going to be birthed into your life. It's going to change everything. It's going to change everything. But you've got to be willing to give birth to the new thing. Look at Isaiah 43, verse 18, 19. Forget what happened long ago. Don't think about the past. I'm creating something new. There it is. Do you see it? Put roads in the desert, streams in thirsty lands. God said, you know what? I'm changing everything. You got to quit living in the past, and you got to get out here into the new thing that I'm creating. I'm creating something new, right? Let's look at a New Testament scripture. Go to Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. I love this in the CEV. It says, Christ has shown me that what I once thought was valuable. You, you know, you, you do realize that a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of mentalities that we have right now, a lot of belief systems that we possess right now, a lot of things that we're willing to fight for every day. When revelation comes, you're willing, you, you realize that, ooh, that was a waste of time. Right? That what I once thought was valuable is worthless. Look at verse 8. Nothing is as wonderful as knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Nothing is as wonderful as knowing Christ. I have given up everything else and counted all as garbage. All I want is Christ and to know that I belong to him. I could not make myself acceptable to God by obeying the law of Moses. God accepted me simply because of my faith in Christ. All I want is to know Christ and the power that raised him to life. What is that? That's Zoe life. All I want to know is Christ and the power that raised him to life. Why? Because he's going to do it in me too. I want to suffer and die as he did so that somehow I also may be raised to life. I have not reached my goal and I am not perfect, but Christ has taken hold of me so I keep on running and struggling to take hold of the prize. My friends, I don't feel that I have already arrived, but I forget what is behind and struggle for what is ahead. I think maybe one of the challenges that we have is that we don't like to struggle. We've bought into a lie that says, well, if, if God's in this, then it should be easy. But all that does is show the fact that we haven't really studied the Word of God. I mean, the guys that traveled with Jesus, they, they went through all kinds of storms, and they weren't, it, it wasn't little. They were hurricane proportion. You know, every, every place Paul went, they, I mean, read, we read what the dude went through. You know, he's getting beat up all the time, you know. And, uh, well, if our life gets too rough, we back away. See, we get right to the breakthrough point. Remember the rubber bands last week? How many remember the rubber bands last week? How many wish you could do that? You, you could come up here and break one. Okay, we had those rubber bands last week. Here's what we're using this week. You know, we get right to that breaking point, and we're afraid of the snap. So we come right back. 
We don't, we don't, we don't want to struggle for what's ahead. We want to settle for what we've got. It's just a whole lot easier. Just, well, hang on. Let's just, let's just hang in here till Jesus comes. You know, he's coming. He's going to make it better. He's going to make it better. But, but we're afraid to break forth. Break forth, it's a birthing term. It's a birthing term. Think about a baby in, in its mother's womb. Everything's cool, man. You know, just hanging out in its own Olympic-sized swimming pool. Just chilling. Got everything I need, nourishment, peace, rest. I hear voices. They're soothing. You know, something happens in life and it shakes me, but I hear sounds that cause me to calm down and realize, oh, this is my world. I like it in here. I can get, you know, to a place where I want to investigate. Do some jumping jack. You feel that? You know. All the while, under the impression that this is my world. I love my life. Or would it be, I love my life. That's insane talent. Jeez, sometimes I just amaze myself. One day without notice, without warning, that baby's world caves in on him. Somebody drained the pool. I want that back. I don't like it here. Without that, I want that back. And pressure and stress begin to mount. And that child that was spent its entire lifetime in a state of insane peace is now in such an intense struggle, and he can't figure out what is going on. I guess God's forsaken me. I guess everybody's against me. I guess those calm voices, they're not even thinking about me now. I used to hear, everything's fine, everything. And all I hear now is, hello. (laughs) Oh, baby. You know, where I am is so uncomfortable, I got to get out. So he starts his, to further the investigation. Okay, there's hope. There's a light. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. <laughs> I, 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 I can't stay where I am. If I stay where I am, the life I possess will be gone. If I get out of here, the lies of the enemy will be gone. So you have an enemy that's trying to convince you to just hang out where you are. Just be right there. Go ahead. You know, uh, you're probably going to die, but you'll be in a better place. But you got God who's saying you might as well live and go to the better place that I'm calling you to. You don't need to cave in, give up, and quit. You need to break through into overcoming. I know that some of us, you know, we, we, we struggle right where we are right now. 
You know, we, we got that struggle going. And, 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 you know, somebody starts talking about, you know, church attendance or tithing or prayer life or, 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 or a, a life dedicated to the Word of God. And we end up in our own intense struggle. <laughs> got to get out of here. I don't like that. Back up and get a run at it. Don't worry. It's not fun. It's not fun. But yet I got to forget what's behind and struggle. Hello, somebody. If you don't struggle, you're not going to know life. Well, if Jesus called me to life as God has it, why is it so hard? Because it's a birthing process. Birthing ain't always easy. I mean, when, when we went to the hospital a little over 21 years ago with Evan, that liked to wore me out. That's hard work. Help me, Jesus. So, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Somebody feel sorry for me. Somebody's got to help me. Hi. How you doing? And it's not long until you realize I can get out of here. Thank God that didn't snap. <laughs> Some of us are in a process right now. That's the challenge. Don't give up. Don't cave in. Don't go back to that old way of living. That mindset that kept you back there. See, the enemy, he's so gifted at driving the nails in to keep you planted and tell you that what, what you think is right. Wait a minute, what you think is what's kept you where you are. Religion. Tradition. Complacency. All of those things that lock us in. We got to let it go. Thousands and thousands of souls hang in the balance. What determines their eternal destiny? Our willingness to break forth into overcoming. Well, I, you know, I was just hoping we could sing a couple hymns and, you know, and burn some incense. But we need to change lives. We need to demonstrate Satan's defeat. We need to get outside of this thing and, and let life carry it into the streets so that men and women, boys and girls who are suffering would know that there really is hope, that there really is life. 
We have the ability to demonstrate the defeat of our enemy and that we can, we can prove the existence of a living God. Got more than a t-shirt. Of course, it starts with a t-shirt. You got to get one of these. Why do I need to buy a t-shirt? So that your family knows you're committed. So that your coworkers see that you're committed. So that you're, you know, the, the, the brothers, a band of brothers. By the way, if you're wearing our t-shirt and you're not committed, we will break your fingers. It's part of a new church policy. You go to work wearing a band of brothers t-shirt and you don't represent right. Uh, we, have you seen those videos of, uh, what's that linebacker's name? Where he just lays people. I mean, that's what we're going to do to you. Okay. When you represent, represent. All right. Let's quit playing games and let's be who God's called us to be. God's challenging us. I said, God's challenging us to live a lifestyle. A lifestyle that that's not going to be contained by Poverty and sickness and brokenness and defeatedness and, and, and mentalities of poor me. God's calling us to a lifestyle that's life as he has it. It's more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness, more, more of God than anything we've ever known before. It's the best thing that you've ever had. Can you? I mean, think about it. Your world caved in. Everything's gone. You struggle, and then you break through. And the, the, the last thing, you know, that you'd ever think is, okay, I don't like it here. How do I go back? No, we're out. We're in the open. We're free. We're liberated. We got light pumping through our veins. God wants to take you to a place that is going to blow your mind. But you got to be willing to struggle. It's not easy to just get committed to church. Because there's so many great things you could be doing. Can't think of any right now, but you could be doing them. It isn't easy. I hear all the guys all the time talk about it. I know it's difficult when it, you know, to give 10% of your money. Guys, it's just a commitment. It's a mindset. It's called honoring the Lord. The Bible says honor the Lord with your first fruits. What I think wouldn't be easy was dealing with a harvest of dishonoring God. Just saying. It isn't easy to pray. Well, it's because you don't know how. Because when prayer life becomes effective, trust me, you'll be looking forward to it. it. It isn't easy to be in the Word. Really? I cannot wait. I love being in the Word of God. Has it always been that way? No. No, there was a, there was a struggle point. There, there, was, there was a place where, you know what? I'm just going to have to keep doing this, keep doing this, keep doing this, keep doing this, keep doing this. Then all of a sudden, Scripture began to snap together like a puzzle and begin to make sense. And all of a sudden, it began to, in, I mean, really empower my life. I finally got it. Oh, I am ready for anything and equal to everything that comes my way. Through Christ, who's infusing me with an inner strength, I've got what it takes to demonstrate Satan's defeat, and it doesn't make any difference what happens. And now I can prove it. There is a struggle point. Okay, there is a struggle point. But we're doing everything we can to help you. 
You're going to be able to go to the website, and we, you know, we'll go through Proverbs together. We've got these little videos we're making. We're, we've got a bunch of them made so far, and we're liking them. They're going to be cool, and you're going to be able to just get there and, and you know, just get you started. And, and, and you know, prayer, well, come on Thursday nights, and they'll help you learn how to pray. And, and you can find anybody, anybody with one of these T-shirts and say, you know what? I, I've made a commitment. Will you help me? And we'll lock shields. And we'll go to a place where instead of just getting together for a religious ceremonial exercise where the power of God will begin to flow. You know what's going to happen? Sick people going to get healed. Destroyed lives are going to be put back together. Families that are swirling right now are going to come out and lead other families into insane victory. You, you, know, why, you, know, why the, you know why the struggle is so hard? Because even though all you can seem to focus on is your past and your current struggle, you have an enemy that actually sees the door that's open in front of you. The Bible says, for there's a great and effectual door of opportunity open unto us and many adversaries. Not only do I see the door, Paul said, but my enemy sees the door also. He said, because of the enemy, I'm going through the door. See, that's so upside down to our, you know, theology. If we see struggle, we back up and wait for God to calm that problem. But he said, you know what? I see an opportunity, and so does my enemy. Your enemy's fighting. You know why you're struggling so hard in, in, in your financial dilemma or in your physical ailment, why you can't seem to break forth into healing? Because when God heals you, he doesn't give you enough healing just for you, but it's always above and beyond, right? It's life in abundance to the top, to the overflow. So when God heals you, you're going to have healing to, to, to deliver to others. When your financial breakthrough comes, you're also going to walk other people into financial breakthrough. When your marriage is restored, you're probably going to have a ministry that helps broken marriages get healed. There's a reason why hell's fighting you so hard. It's not the excuse to give up. It's the purpose to press through. You've got you to you go for it. I, okay, I'm struggling, but I will not remain where I am. I refuse to stay in this place, when God has a new place with my name on it. Romans 8.18 says, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Jesus said, or the Bible says that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. I'm going to live like Jesus was living. Got the same power that raised Christ from the dead is now quickening my mortal body and yours. We got the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead at our disposal no, we got to do something with this. So we got to do something with this. You know what we have on, on your way in today? You, you receive these little handouts, and right now the ushers are going to come, and they're going to make sure that everybody's got one, and, and they have pens for you. This, these are the cards that we got last night. Isn't that amazing? And on these cards it says, you know, the God challenge, I commit to. While they pass these out, don't start writing yet because we're going to take a moment and we're just going to pray. I don't think you should write down the area of challenge that you feel comfortable in engaging in. I think you ought to let God talk to you. Last night, it was so interesting. I, I, had, a, I had a really cool young lady come to me. Tears are in her eyes and she's got her card in her hand. She said, I'm afraid to turn this in. And I said, well, God didn't give us fear. She hit me. That's not nice. I said, well, it's true. She goes, I wish God would have said, you know, something in this other arena, but what he's asking, asking me to commit to, 
what if I fail? I, she said, she literally said, I don't think I can do it. And I looked at her and said, I know you can't. God doesn't lead you into battles that you can win. He doesn't give you problems to solve that you could solve. He doesn't lead you into circumstances that you can afford. He's always bigger than you. In the natural realm, no, you can't do what God's going to challenge you to do, which is just daily going to remind you of your insane need of him. We can't do as a body what God's called us to do without him. But because he's involved, there's nothing that can prevent us from doing what he's called us to do. I think you need to pray. I think you need to ask God, okay, how are you challenging me? What's the challenge you have for me? What we're going to do with these, you don't need to write your name on them. What we're going to do is we're going we're to post these down the hallways. So as we come in, we realize that, you know what? God didn't just speak to me alone. Look at all of these. These are true challenges. Father came to me last night. He said, I was sitting next to my son. How's his son? Like 11? About 11. He said, I looked down. He said, I cheated. I looked down and wrote and watched what he wrote. He said, my son wrote, I commit to leading others to Christ. Guys, I've got to tell you something. If you knew everything that's going on in all the different families represented at the garden, I don't know, it's, it's kind of easy to sit, especially in a first service Sunday morning, look around the room and, you know, and feel, oh, we're, just a, we're just a small little group. God's doing some big things. I said, God's doing some big things. And if you knew what he had planned, you got to think bigger. Use plenty of rope. Put Isaiah 54, 2, the message back up for me, would you? Clear lots of ground. Make your tent big. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Don't go soft on your commitment. Don't go soft on your commitment. Don't do something that you know you can do. Let God tell you something that you couldn't possibly do and watch him empower you to complete it. You know, for some of us, tithing is not the issue. So it'd be easy to write, I commit to tithe. We already do it. And go be above and beyond. I can't write, I commit to church attendance. But God will speak to you. And if you listen and obey, when you do what he said, he's positioned to produce what he promised. Your life is never going to be the same. What I want you to do is just close your eyes and we're just going to spend a moment in prayer. Turn the lights down and just ask God, speak to me, Lord. I'm going to make a commitment today. I'm going to accept the challenge.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are you hearing? Why don't you just write down on that card what it is that you commit to? What we're going to do with these before we hang them is we're going to take every one of these. We're going to pray over each and every one of them. We're going to pray and post. We're going to put them on the wall and we're going to believe God for you. In our prayer time, all week, every week, going to be praying for the strength of God to infuse you so that you can achieve what God's challenged you to do. We believe in God, but we believe in you. This morning, if you just hold that in your hand and just lift it up. Father, we, in your presence, we hear you calling us. And we accept the challenge, Lord. We make the commitment. We break through into overcoming. We're prepared to clear lots of ground. We're ready to spread out and get bigger and think bigger and see bigger and believe bigger. We're, we're, we're ready to be used by your hand, Father, in this city, in this region, to bring life to those who don't know life. To bring hope to the hopeless and healing to the hurting. And Father, the struggle that we have, we are committed to breaking through and demonstrating Satan's defeat in every area of our life. Today as your people respond to you. God, we know that you are a responder. Your word says, seek and we'll find. Ask, we receive. Knock, it's open. So we respond to you. We make a challenge. Knowing that that challenge probably comes with struggle. But we will not back down. Thank you for strength to overcome. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that's going to energize us. And in our weakness, we'll see your incredible strength. And even when we feel it's impossible, you'll prove that with God, nothing is impossible. And we give you praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name.